Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Whoops. We're live, buddy. We're live, buddy. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Oh, yeah. yeah Nothing please. like a little Psycho Sid and Jim Ross to kick off the episode. <laughs> Run it maybe, again. Uh, maybe today's episode we'll talk about should the impassioned please have started earlier? Mm. Also, we're welcoming aboard a couple of new Red Wings. Well, I guess they've been... There's, there's ties to the organization, but now it's real. Now it's real. Still real to me. So we'll Dad. talk about, uh, of course, Lombardi and Tim Biakabatuka's son, Jeremy, getting the uh, tryout. Uh, we'll talk about that in a wee bit because Mike, Matt, looks like Mike. Tank's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish, I really thought, like, I made this. I was so tickled by it. I was like, this is going viral for sure. But I still yeah. appreciate the 40 likes. I, I love you guys. Uh, um, yeah, I saw you share it multiple times. So I, <laughs> I can I can tell how proud you are of a tweet uh, by how many times you retweet yourself. So, Matt, <laughs> I, I know that you wanted more of a Popsky for this. And I just want to put it out there that I greatly approve of uh, this Lord of the Rings meme. So thank you, Matt. Well, it was um, it wasn't just the losing. Right. I think uh, I think I've got queued up here. Um, since we last recorded, the Red Wings have a total of three goals. <laughs> Somebody's a... been listening to Red Wings Red. Yeah. <laughs> Five to one loss to Pittsburgh, a six to one loss to Dallas, and a three to one loss to Carolina. Uh-huh. Derek Lalone and Iserman are on Redbird One listening to Red Wing Red. <laughs> Love it. Appreciate it. This is great. Oh, and just for a quick tease, you guys, in just a few slides, Matt. Matt has cobbled together arguably my favorite slide of this entire season. Oh, it's so easy to read, and it's it's not hopeless like I thought things were a couple of days ago. Oh, I can't wait to get this slide number. This slide is, number three, but we don't have to jump the gun. I Just think we're second. on slide number four right now. I had to skip ahead. But anyway, uh, reason for any of you podcast listeners to hop on over to the YouTube. Of course, uh, youtube.com slash Red Wings Red. All right. Um, so here we are. Oh, I can shrink this down. I forgot. Forgot we learned that. I can make little tiny slides so everybody can see our face. Um, yeah, losing just out of it's exactly what you wanted, Mike. I, we're a week removed from me telling you how great it feels when we beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Just a, a drubbing. But I will say, 
kind of I, I wanted I want to like take back a little bit. And take and back. you know, you you said it last week. You're like, no, just tank it up. There's we there's no good feelings. They're they're fleeting. And let me tell you, Mike, it is. Tell me. There's no good feelings left over from that victory over the Maple Leafs. So I feel like a child who said a dumb thing and I let my emotions get the best of me. And I, I, you know what? You know what? Sometimes that's okay for sports. But, Mike, we're trying to build a winner here. So let's put fun in the back seat. All right. This isn't fun. Mm, I don't, I don't spend an hour putting slides together because I'm ready to have fun. Yeah, I do you it like uh, you like having fun in the back door. All right, man. I do it because we don't have Carter Mazur's contact information. Gotcha. Some of you know what that's in reference to. Yeah. Um, Actually, I mean, you would know whether or not you're a fan of our rival podcasts. Um, but you know, of course, <laughs> love to have Carter so, Mazur on the show. I would say, um, <laughs> Matt, these losses are exactly what we need right now. This is uh, an important time in Red Wing history uh, to lose, 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 lose. Um, and I love that we defeated Toronto. I, I, I kind of get it now. Um, <laughs> Joe Diamond acknowledging the backdoor fun. See, everybody knows. <clears throat> um, because you know what that was, Matt? When we thought, my God, you know, we're part of this, you know, that five-game winning streak when it maybe things are finally coming together. And we had those games against uh, Tampa that just totally put everything off the rails and we collapsed. It was right around then, too, when we had a, uh, a sobering defeat to Toronto. So I feel like that win was a little bit of a receipt that, you know, you you helped end this season. You helped make it irrelevant. So we're still going to just spank your bare bottom here. Um, your bare bottom back and bare balls. Back and balls. But... <laughs> still on the tank express um and uh things are really starting to cook and uh, i'm really liking this man and i'm I'm really liking uh, our odds here to move up dan b it should have been the detroit griffins the past month the nice little eye roll emoji let's dan go b, you're, you're righteous. Preaching, preaching to the choir brother preaching uh, to the choir may 8th will be the next dud uh, righteous. It, righteous. you forgot you forgot the e at the end of dude when Connor Bedard is the next dude. Can't wait. <laughs> Jared throwing in there. I was not sober during that last Mike. All right. Well, well I mean, into this program, I look, don't think you're very sober. So welcome aboard, Jared. We all need our medicine. Uh, for me, I got a four pack of crumble cookies. Wish they were oh. a sponsor. Crumble cookies. Come aboard. Well, I, I will eat. I will can just a full hour podcast shovel them into my mouth mike this week they've got that peanut butter chocolate it's got the peanut butter frosting with a little mini oreo on top and then it's got peanut butter chips in it they've got the cinnamon roll cookie with cream cheese frosting and um what was the other one? Oh, and i love cookie butter and they have the cookie butter lava do they have the right strawberry now. pop tart that's one of my favorites they have strawberry cheesecake this week mm. um so I actually went to peanut butter, chocolate, cinnamon roll, cookie butter. And if, if you're smart, I mean, like me, I have two kids, obviously, you know, two kids and a wife. Yeah. You get two cookies that only you want. Wait, two and kids and a wife? Up... Well, I had two wives and a kid. I can't. Oh, wait. Is that right? Two wives? What state Scratch are we that. In? Reverse it. Anyway. Uh, go ahead. Right. I will, um, I will say I'm a little concerned about your health. 
Uh, they bring in crumble cookies occasionally at my work, and we have yeah. a little cookie cutter to to quarter them out. And it sounds <laughs> like Matt is eating multiple cookies on his own instead of uh, parceling them out for later. They might be a thousand calories each. A bite. <laughs> no, I think it's. I I think I doubled up. I think they're five hundred calories, or like a, just above. It's like you could have a Big Mac or a crumble cookie, and. Honestly, right now, right now, those those two things might be my favorite things to eat. Like if I knew calories weren't an issue, I Big Mac and crumble cookies for dessert, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Have you reached out to the uh, uh, the magicians McDonald's? working at Crumble uh, to see if they could make a Thousand Island poppy seed <laughs> all beef patty American cheese cookie? Oh, uh, I'd be all over that. Oh my god, don't don't get me started. Uh, but uh, we do got to talk some Red Wings here. Yeah, uh, Danimals. Looks like we un- we'll end up with the ninth pick. Oh, there's my favorite slide, you guys. I teased it. This is my favorite. Oh, you guys, look at this slide. This is gorgeous. Man, blow this up. Got it. See, look now we're, mi- but you're missing all that important information down at the bottom. I'm kidding. So what Mike's calling out here are the 2023 NHL draft lottery odds, which is going to feature. Uh, everyone right now that's involved in play and it shows the percentage chance that your team or any team that you want to look at is going to land a specific pick. So that means for the Red Wings, it shows what are our chances of landing the first pick, the second pick, the ninth pick, 10th pick and 11th pick. Uh, yes, we can. We could we could scale back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um but mike did you want to this is your favorite slide i feel like i should i should turn it over i should let you should hand over the reins no it's just that it's uh it's it's so much more bananas um than what the nba allows where you you can kind of unfortunately it's to the the detriment of the teams that that stink you know like our beloved pistons you can be the worst team in the league which we are and drop all the way to five um but uh, like the teams in the lottery, um, they 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 have better odds, um, and they can they can move up a little bit more than you can in hockey. Yeah. Um, but I just I just really put it like actually having the number out there. I think it makes me feel a little bit better because it, it felt like zero, and now I know there's a ten percent chance that we could get one of the first or second picks. And uh, I it's not I that think- wild. I think this should also paint a better picture for everyone. Like the question is uh, that we are asking right from the, <laughs> actually, this is funny. Jared threw out there uh, handing over the reins. And I, I thought the Roman reins, Jared, were, were on the same wavelength because Jared threw out there the Roman reins. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I think this paints a better picture too. For anybody that's missing it, again, head on over to the YouTube um, so you guys can consume this with us. Because we're not, we're not doing as poorly as Philly, Arizona, Montreal, San Jose, Chicago, Anaheim, or Columbus. We don't deserve a better shot at the first pick than them, right? Right. Right. So we're right in this realm where we should be. We're really the only thing we can gain one percentage point going from, and we—I don't know if we've even actually said it. We have a 5% chance of landing that first pick, a 5.4% chance of landing the second pick. Are those great odds? No. But 
And again, I'm talking either strictly with one game remaining, what could we possibly do? Or if you look at the full 82 game spread, what makes sense? Well, yeah, being in this realm of like going up to 6%, which is where the Washington Capitals sit. So we'd have to lose. Washington would have to win their next game, which a bit of research here, we can figure out who they're playing. Uh, But that's where we should be. Vancouver's also right there with us. I would argue we should probably have worse odds than Vancouver. Um, But hey, we're doing the right thing, right? Like strategy. (laughs) Nailed it. Uh, so we're at the 5%, like think about dropping, right? And, and again, it's th- the main driver, the main point I want to drive here is that yes. leap from 5% to 6%. It's not that great. Leap from 5% to 6.5%. If we were in the Philly range, not that great. Going to Arizona range, 7.5%. I would take it. No problem. Somebody said, would you rather have this percent chance of landing the first pick? Sure. Why not? I take it but it's not going to make that big of a difference in the grand scheme of things. So we, I'm, I'm going to say mission accomplished. We're, we're, we're right where we should be. We are, we are who we thought we were. Uh, Danimal's bringing up a uh, most important comment of the chat so far, Washington playing those dirty, dirty devils. Man, do we need the devils to rest up for the playoffs? Uh, and let Washington take that game. Uh, that, that would be awesome. Yeah. New Jersey, Carolina going for number one in the division. So New Jersey's probably going to play their nuts off against a Washington team that has nothing to play for. Um, Justin bringing up a great point of conversation, praying for the New York Islanders to lose their last game. And Jared, we are in the same lane here again, because Jared throws out there, I'm torn. If the Isles win, the Pens are officially eliminated. Going back to the conversation of making a huge lick of difference, <laughs> uh, it's we're talking really, we're talking the difference of one pick here, ladies and gentlemen. We could get the Penguins eliminated from the draft, and it's only a one pick difference, right? And what I mean is, like Pittsburgh's draft pick, what can what can you win, right? Like two percent chance to go up to uh, the fourth pick. So here's my point. I'd much rather eliminate... I'm going to say it. This is my take. I would much rather eliminate the Penguins. I still hate Sidney Crosby. I still hate the Penguins. Knock them out of the playoffs. Bye-bye. Their fans have to deal with having just given huge contracts uh, to Malkin and uh, Latang. Like, good luck trying to make that work. I Yeah, I understand. And, uh, and the, the know, trade-off. Teams that course, we want to lose. I, I'm just not... I'm not ready, man. I'm not You're, right. You you would rather I'm so the Islanders lose. This, I'm so focused on the uh, somehow the Capitals winning their last game. God, that would be right. Nice. But it's it's getting since we have the Islanders pick, it would be increasing an odd to win the draft lottery because you you're adding that two percent. So it that's you know feel that would feel good. Like I would take it. If it was offered to me, but I don't think it's a Time brand out. enough. Where uh, where would the Islanders potentially drop to? Uh, Islanders pick? In that Pittsburgh, Calgary, Nashville range. So it has no shot of one, two, three, four. Yes. Okay. I believe if they win the lottery, 
it goes to the number one team. Oh. Right. If they win, it doesn't mean that they get the number five pick. It just means it's basically for not. I would have said that they get that pick, but the number one pick, you know, you'd fall in line. Right. I like that it's purposefully very confusing so that you'll be angry, but maybe less angry when you win. Yeah. But you see, you see how the Red Wings, this is how you uh, figure this out. See, the Red Wings could still fall back 10 and 11, right? We could fall back to the 11th pick. So what you need to think about is if Pittsburgh won, they're going to leapfrog over us and push everyone back, right? So we have that shot to drop back to 11, but that would mean teams behind us, both teams would have to win the draft lottery, like win the drawing for the first and second pick. Of course, again, Pittsburgh would, would be moving to the fourth pick or the fifth pick. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? And then we would drop back again if they won. So uh, another thing to think about, um, you know, you have that pick. Not that I'm saying you wouldn't take that huge leap. <laughs> um, but it's, it's not like, a, like an, uh, you know, there's actually a loss to the Red Wings pick that uh, they take a bit of a hit, so they drop back a pick. But I'm just saying, yes, you're right. This is confusing as hell. This should not be this difficult. There should not be a draft lottery. Just, if you suck, you should just get the first pick. This is so ridiculous. The NHL being the worst league. Again, always. I shouldn't say again. Always. Always and forever. Um, no. But, yeah, the question is, would you rather the Islanders won tonight and officially knocked out um, a team I hate? You know, like maybe if you're a younger Red Wings fan, you don't feel the hate. And you're like, that's ridiculous. Give me that Islanders draft pick for another lottery hit. Or, you know, have the Islanders lose, Pen Penguins win, or Islanders win tonight, and it's all over. I'm rooting oh. for the Islanders. What's, uh, you know, it'd be fun if we didn't have to worry about all this math. And like performance artists saying, I'm getting tired of no playoffs. Um, yeah, I'd like to be able to do that math. You know, how many points we need to uh, boost our seating yeah. in the playoffs. <laughs> um, and uh, I think Joe and Jared confirmed it's like uh, two to one right now. Oh, Justin also. 7.55. Two minutes removed. It's two to one still. All right, nice. Yeah. Well, still got a little bit of time. One last game to really tank it up. And uh, my God. Should that absolutely be a loss tomorrow? Woo! Um, there's one other game I thought I was going to bring up to you, man, but I don't think I can find it. Um, oh, you know what? I was going to ask you a silly question. Today is that that silly basketball league is doing a play-in tournament. Does that wiggle your noodle at all to have an NHL version of that, where the teams on the cusp get to the poopy teams get to you know see if they can squeak in as the last seed to get destroyed? It'd be fun. I, I, I think I, like more meaningful hockey is better for any sport, right? Um, I've just been listening to the Athletic Hockey Podcast talk. They spent like an entire episode going over how many teams have won the President's Trophy and have completely embarrassed themselves in the playoffs. Oh, we did that. Right, we have. 
begging the question, like, how much should the regular season actually mean? Or, like, is there a way to uh, increase that? I don't, I don't think there is. I think there's just teams who are going to dominate, and the regular season is always just going to be – it's going to be just the regular season. So what I would do, eliminate some of these dumb regular season games, <laughs> and, yeah, have a play-in. Give me hockey that matters, you know? Like, there's hockey that matters right now, but we're also talking about the Islanders playing the Canadians. If this isn't a multi-goal victory for the Islanders, whew, doggies. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a big game, but basically you're looking at one team as like, ooh, we're just going to play spoiler. Um, and then the other team, you know, could make it in the playoffs, which is huge. Or you have those games, and on top of that, you have your play in games. I, it, it, any sport. I, I don't. What are we talking now? We have baseball, basketball, and then the NFL is already doing extra wild card games, which to me feels like play in games. And the NHL is like, no, I we're working out our Excel spreadsheet for who can win the draft lottery right now. So you guys just leave us alone. <laughs> I think. Um... It would be uh, a fascinating idea to implement permanently, um, as Jared mentioned. You know, there was kind of a baby play in, in 2020. Um, I just playoff wise, like a, a one game NBA game, I think can 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 turn really quick, uh, which is what happened yesterday, and it's probably going to happen today. Um, but man, playoff hockey, like maybe you know getting that opportunity where you're just going, uh, you know, in a one, one game or a two, two game in overtime, uh, you know, to get into the playoffs and uh, knowing you'd be playing probably the, uh, you know, president's um, cup winner and knowing their odds uh, historically. Presence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. Uh, what no, I think Jared, it, Jared brought up that, um, what was he talking about? Montreal um, coming through. That was, that was fun. And they got to knock off. Uh, wasn't did they? They knocked off the Leafs, right? If I'm remembering that correctly. So that's an extra bonus uh, to yeah. doing it. I want to pull up. Like, how how deep does the NBA go? So they do ten teams in each conference. So it means really only the worst of the worst don't make it. So just the bottom third doesn't pay attention. Whoops. Well, yeah, we'd still be out of it. <laughs> so it might have been a slightly different season, though, right? Because if we were kind of figuring oh, out, right. oh, we got some injuries coming in. Maybe we, we don't, you know, become huge, you know, sellers at the deadline. Um, so that's that's really that's really that's what they great, wanted to figure out. That's a great question. If make we, you, yeah, would make we you have... more concerned with this season rather than the future. Well, let's, I mean, go back to this. I think it's an easy answer uh to this question like would we would we go for it kind of thing um i want to come back to like the conversation i was having oh probably not this slide but the slide with the the percentage chances and i was like it makes sense we should be in the range of the vancouver detroit washington that's where we should be right so if um if we're in that range and we're not at the bottom feeder range i think all of those teams would have had a different mindset heading into the trade deadline although washington was just I don't know. They kind of operated with like a fuck it sort of attitude. So I, I think um, maybe it was just let's let's see how great these odds can get uh, for Washington. Um, I respect it. 
respect the hell out of it. Uh, I don't know. I, I would put us then, uh, based on that comment, like where I was going with, with bringing this up again, like we are outside of the bottom feeders. We're in the Vancouver, Detroit, Washington range. Speaking to the draft lottery odds, I know that Vancouver would not figure into the Eastern Conference playoffs. Um, but that being said, uh, you're also looking at a Steve Eiserman who's looked at this conference and said, we're in the same, let's call it generation as Ottawa and Buffalo in regards to their rebuild, and they are ahead of us. So would Steve look at this and go, 10 teams, all right. Florida, I think we all knew, should have been in this mix eventually. It seems like they're really coming together now. Like, they're really gelling. And, uh, man, I'd be, I don't know. I might I might lose on purpose if I was, uh, if I was New Jersey and <laughs> we were just talking about... Um, New Jersey and Carolina play or uh, their games, meaning, you know, who wins the Metropolitan Division. I, I might lose so that I don't have to face Florida. Um, and you get to face New York, Ooh. who I absolutely would pick uh, to go out in the first round. Either Carolina or New Jersey, whoever they play. I am taking the other team. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Ah, Jesus. All right. Focus, Matt. Focus. Florida. Islanders. Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Ottawa. Did we think we were going to... We'd, we'd have to knock out and go above two of those teams, right? Because you would bring this down, the wild card would expand, to right now would be Florida, New York, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and we are still underneath Ottawa. So was there enough there for Steve Eiserman to say we're going for it? I don't think so. Well, we were still tough, kind of right, right there with the same teams, and he said tough. no this year. I think it's tough because we had uh, – yeah, that's true. Um, it was almost like he wanted to see what we did in that big test when we just couldn't score goals and then we just got completely annihilated. Um, so it was like the two worst ways you could lose a hockey game. <laughs> it's just offensive ineptitude and then complete defensive ineptitude. Mm -hmm. Um but, uh, yeah, I mean, after that, I remember Larkin having that comment about, um, you know, this team uh, emotionally just kind of broke. And, uh, you know, you could tell guys are kind of hanging their heads a little bit. And that's when we went on that real, you know, tailspin after the deadline. Loss, 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 loss. Um, so, I mean, as is, yeah, I think it would have been tough to catch them right now. But uh, if you still kind of had that hope, I think you just play a little bit differently. I think you maybe we would have pushed a little bit harder. So I don't, I don't, I, do I still envy Ottawa's roster over ours? I'm not, I'm not talking about like healthy Marco Casper. I'm talking about that roster that we had, you know, right at, right around the deadline. I think, hmm. That's a tough one. That's uh, it wasn't a tough one for Steve, uh, but it's a little I, tougher for us. I I would say my my opinion is Steve would still still have made he'd those still moves. be he'd he'd be out yeah. But I know what you mean. Like it's not like there isn't an argument there. You know what so. you could? I think what you would probably argue is you would take the next step the other way. Um, I think he would make a move to even further avoid a potential NHL play in. Um, to sell even more if possible. 
Like what? at all costs. Like at all costs, move somebody else as oh. a seller. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I would call out too, like the goal differential. Like, um, you know, you look at Pittsburgh, they're minus one. Buffalo's a minus eight. Ottawa's a minus nine. Of course, ours got worse, but we were always... We were always behind Ottawa and Buffalo and Pittsburgh. I mean, we just blew out a team, you know, a week and a half ago or whatever. So it's not like <laughs> the losses we just uh, ate uh, were beyond us. Um, and and uh, the five to one, the six to one, and the three to one. But still, it's gone the other way a couple of times in the last couple of weeks, too. Um, to your point on, on kind of giving up, too, uh, this was shared earlier this week by uh, Prashanth uh, Iyer on Twitter. Actually, I think he shared it today, but uh, people are really dogging Billy Huso, but uh, another great example, like we talked all last season about Nadelkovich. Not me. Um, Not me. That's a company man right there. He knows it's tank time. So I appreciate yeah. you, Billy. Yeah, I think there's an element of that. I think most of it is I'm tired. This means nothing now. My, you know, my GM told me we're done for this year. Um, but I, when you mentioned like kind of giving up on the season, I at like this is what I was kind of thinking when I first brought this graph in is a lot of people, uh, dog and Billy Huso recently. But yeah, this is this is an element here. I don't blame Huso at all. I'm excited that he's going to be our starting goaltender next season. Very happy to have him. But absolutely, we probably need to have somebody play a few more games and give Huso some rest. And uh, give him some meaning, too. Those uh, that'll that'll make most of this graph red next season, and not not such a huge dip there <laughs> at the end. For anybody not really looking again, completely crater. Yeah. Just to recap, too, I always forget to do this, but for the podcast listeners, we're looking at Billy Huso's cumulative goals saved above expected, and obviously they've tanked pretty hard. Um, and let's not forget too, he was injured. How many games does he miss or playing as the Red Wings were like, ah, he's hurt, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. That's funny is every, a lot of people are quick to also make the same connection. Uh, Prashant is making, we're making right now as you look at this graph. Uh, we made the same connection with Nadelkovich. And I'd say he's had a fine return to Detroit since he came back. Wasn't amazing, but also surrounded by shit so <laughs> i i saw this from sneezy wheezy um for v4 the other night and the lone had shroud out there is he just blash 2.0 well here's the thing he's got one defensive pairing that works and then he's got another couple of defensive pairings that eventually have to hit the ice and sneezy to your point is he Blash 2.0 in the sense that he doesn't have a ton of great choices to go with? Yeah, and that he's playing so, the hand that he was dealt. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I can't blame Lalone, and I'm not a fan of Ben Sherratt. And Sneezy Weezy, I know exactly where you're coming from. Anytime I see Sherratt on the ice, I'm a little angry. But I, I wonder eventually if someday we will stop looking at the benches when Sherratt's on the uh -huh. ice and being angry, and instead we look up to the rafters at Sting. No, at Steve Iserman. Uh, oh. Because uh, that, that, that's the guy who brought him in, even though 
all of his previous seasons told us this is exactly what we were going to get from Ben Sherratt. But go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to say, uh, Dan B., I think with another comment of the show, um, a little bit further back, uh, Buffalo's picked one, one, two, four, seven the past six years. That will speed things up. It sure goddamn will, Dan. Holy mackerel. <laughs> um, yeah, I wish we had a little bit of lottery luck. But I, the only spot I did want to push back a little bit is um, Danimals just saying how many of these teams are real bit rebuilding for many years. We didn't break down our team until, what, three years ago? Um, our record really bottomed out three years ago. That was the, the nightmare season. But, I mean, uh, we last made the playoffs in the 2015-16 season. Um, I was in the first round, and then uh, it's been pretty bleak point-wise after that. 79 points, 73, 74, 39, 48-74. And I had to listen to this in the pregame uh, for the – the Tigers that just do like a roundabout for uh for all the you know Detroit teams and talk about the Red Wings have improved from last year. They're already up to 80 points with a whole game left to play. And it's like <sighs> still pretty rotten. Still pretty terrible. Um so yeah it's 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 been my God seven years. And I mean we weren't being taken seriously in the playoffs either um you know for three years. So I, you're right. Uh, we absolutely like bottomed out three years ago, but man, it's uh, it's been a while. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um, I mean, you'd have to you'd have to first spend a lot of time realizing that you know what Dan B's point here is. Uh, Buffalo picking one one two four seven uh, does help um, quite a bit. I I just like you have to put the blinders on in some points to like get through this. And I'm, I've at some point, like I, I'm going to get sick of it. You know, like, I think we came into this year saying like, well, at least we're done with these blowouts. Jeez. That ah, didn't go away. It didn't go away at all. If, if not, <laughs> it feels like there's more and I haven't done any of the research to, to look at our, you know, four plus goal losses. They're still here. Um, and that's certainly there's some after this, after the trade deadline and we were sellers, but we all know that those games existed before the trade deadline because we were saying around Christmas, like, Oh, I guess we're done. So I don't know. This isn't the time to like get into the macro look, uh, because a lot of it, I guess we're just going to keep saying has to deal with luck. So yeah, that's. That's true. But um, then, I don't know. Like, what are we doing? Making ourselves a middling team. I don't I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not ready to have this conversation right now. I can just tell you guys, one of my biggest fears of going through a rebuild is turning into a team like the Minnesota Wild that really just never does anything. And... Mike, if we, if we nickel and dime ourselves into being in playoff position... God damn it all to hell. We're, we're yeah. sniffing the Minnesota I mean, Wild. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, gra gradual improvement is, uh, something? you know, yeah, like like you said, we've, we've harped on it, you know, I think a couple, do I want to say weeks in a row, months in a row, years in a row? Uh, years. Where, years. Yeah, there's, there's, no, <laughs> there's no point in floundering. Floundering is the worst thing I could think of. Um, and I think friend of the show, Max Boltman, actually called this out about fans that are unhappy with that. Um, and he said something about, uh, 
you know, it's, it's okay to like, you know, kind of track year to year improvement, but uh, I, you know, those teams exist. Like you said, for Minnesota, it, it transcends into other sports. The ones who aren't brave enough, you know, fortune favors the brave as Matt Damon once told us in a crypto uh, currency head. Um, so you gotta be brave enough to really bottom out. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess maybe to tie a ball on this, hats off to Huso for uh, bottoming out. He understands. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's uh, let's run a quick ad. You guys don't want to miss it. I actually, uh, Mike caught Ooh. me laughing my tushy off. Yes. yes. It's NBA playoff time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on all the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score no sweat, same day parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place the same game parlay on any game. Doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to ten dollars. There's a bunch of NBA games coming up. Maybe we should talk to Mike about it. Um, he seems to know all that stuff. All right, download the app now. Sign up with the code THPN. New customers can make a five dollar pregame money line bet and score one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 877-888-HOPENY or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Food Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Uh, 21 and up, most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Uh, question. Did they give that tape to you or was that you? <laughs> so I forgot I forgot to hit the button to keep your voice at the same pitch. So I I was laughing my ass <laughs> off because I put that through and I was listening to it to make sure it sounded good. And I was like, ah, sweet. Chipmunks made an appearance. All right. Um, I'm not a fan of reading those restrictions like that so nobody I also... is that's why we rocket through them in our best chipmunk voices squeaky 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 <laughs> um but we did have Real some quick. more uh, red wing news here yeah shout out to dan b bushy middle minnesota yawn um oh danimals liked it all right cool appreciate it animals uh sneezy wheezy we bottomed out and lady luck gave us the middle finger on lottery day for sure you know what? I will say this. Like we're so we're two weeks away from starting our draft coverage. Um we're gonna start at number one. Um, and it's because of what Sneezy Weezy just said. And it's because at some point luck has to turn around. I know that's not how uh statistics work in individual draft lotteries. We you didn't know what it's because we weren't our... brave enough. But now right. fortune favors the brave, just like <laughs> Matt Damon, you guys, with cryptocurrency. Wouldn't it be nice, though, like every time you lost a draft lottery, like you coupled that in and you were like, OK, same, you know, same odds, roll, roll it again. But, you know, whatever happened this season, that's how you know what? God damn it. That's how you fix the draft lottery. It's not just one season. It should continue to extrapolate. You, know you it, should you know build it should every. Like? No, you know what, what it that? should be like? It should be like um, 
when you play a game in Squid Game and they put a bunch of coins in the pig, yeah. and eventually the Red Wings are going to get their chance to pop that pig and uh, get a bunch of coins and win that lottery. Um, but unfortunately, we've just been getting killed during all the games. So Squid Game has not been nice to the Red Wings. I, I do. But does my plan make sense, though? I'm really proud it's of it. It's fun, but it's not as great as me uh, bursting a pig full of coins. I just, if anybody doesn't understand, if you were, you had the 25% as a first pick one year, and then you suck again the next year, like this would be great for Arizona. Um, then what you do is you take those two 25% and you're not, I don't, you're not adding them together. You're, you're multiplying them, right? Cause everybody's, I think percentage would need to be multiplied together. Cause everything still needs yes. to add up to a hundred percent, but everybody else is having a lower percentage multiplied to their number. Unless, of course, they went up. It, it's a little confusing, but basically, these two seasons would be put together, and you would you would kind of increase your chances, and everybody else's chance would decrease. And then, of course, when you win the lottery, it like resets, right? For you, for you, for that team. Um, yeah, that's where unless my they picks, still that's suck. That's where my picks came in. So every year we we it's it's a it's a year to year accumulation of pig coins that you that you that you get every year. You get screwed in the draft. Jared. more math all right um well we don't need to do any math to talk about how much amadeus lombardi looks like dylan larkin oh my god did we um, actually get i thought larkin had this mysterious injury and now all of a sudden the guy who looks exactly like him is in grand rapids <laughs> yeah I, I uh it's a little suspect I did. I'm I'm really disappointed in myself because I wanted to bring. We have plenty of time to talk about Lombardi as his career goes on, and we absolutely will do this. But next time we talk about Lombardi, we are going to bring up uh, some Mozart and. Uh, yeah, I mean, drown, uh, yeah. another reason to uh, you know move out to Grand Rapids, get some season tickets, and uh, you know I'm excited for next year in Travers too. Well, we have to call out a couple of things here because I think uh, what did Lombardi won the smartest play? Here it is, uh, the OHL coaches poll. Smartest player, Mike Amadeus mm -hmm. Lombardi. Pretty sweet. That's that's actually an award. Like, um, and also he's number one too above uh, above Shane Wright. You guys remember Shane Wright? Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then uh, he's also number two in the West for best playmaker in the OHL. Mike, we've got a smart playmaker. And Amadeus Lombardi heading to Grand Rapids. Feels pretty good. Yeah, those are, uh, uh, those are cute. Um, hopefully it you know pans out into an actual NHL player. So, you know, we'll see. <laughs> he finished third in the OHL scoring race with 102 points, including 45 goals. So I, I, I would... I, I like the mention of the awards. Now, let me preface this by saying I hate almost all sports awards. They're just it's it's social media before. Which ones do you like? The the Slammies and WWE? Which oh, uh... yeah. I I think they're just absolutely ridiculous. And there's the wrong people are always voting, the wrong people always win. Same thing with Hall of Fame. A Hall of Fame can go screw. I don't need a Hall of Fame. I just have my feelings of who I love. Yada, yada, yada. I just, I just have my rafters, but, and I just want Fedorov in them. I think there's a difference. <laughs> I think there's a difference 
when you're 90, talking about a coach's poll. 90, go ahead. And you're talking about a coach's poll and you're asking who's the smartest player in the league. And the answer is Lombardi. I think that's something I could talk about. That's something I could get on board with and actually like take that yeah, information, I, consume you know, it. And how much it. of that is his name? You know, if they gave all these coaches like multiple choice and they saw, you know, you know, Bob Herbin stinking. And then the next name they saw was Amadeus Lombardi. Wow, he sounds smart. I'll just pick him. Is that why, like, who do you guys think is the right answer for this? And uh, Shane. Uh, okay, Shane, right. Okay. Um, sorry, that was a terrible joke. But I was going to ask, is it the name that people voted on? Or when he was named Amadeus, named after one of the greatest... Uh... I mean, yeah. I, it's just a, I don't no, you know, know if you want to no, say no, greatest no, no. Let me, geniuses. Let me help you out but... here. It's a little bit like those dumb people who will name a pet before they bring it home. Or people who name their baby before they meet it. This situation. They talked to that baby. They played with that baby. And these parents figured out, my God, we have an Amadeus on our hands. Did I don't you, understand uh, that you, at all, did you, but did, um... you name, did you name both of your kids before you met them? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh well, I'm sorry, Matt. Uh... <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't. You know, we, you, we you came in dog. so hard with the oh, you name your pet before you bring it home. Who gives a shit? <laughs> well, they become they're the, they're your name. Like you know, we had our dog Logan. They're like, wow, what a great noble name that is. And we owned him for two days. We're like, man, we should have named him Dinky because he's kind of a dumb dumb. So what See, I'm saying is that his parents must have popped him out and talked to him for a little bit. And like, my God, what a genius. We should name him uh, Amadeus, you know? And he's lived up to the name and become the name. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what I'm saying happened. I still don't understand where you were coming from. <laughs> Ooh. Dan B trying to get a Twitter poll going. Amadeus better than Falco. I don't know. Do I not? I don't understand that reference. I don't think. Uh, wasn't that? Was that? No, it wasn't. I thought it was one of Wolfgang's many names. Wolfgang Amadeus something. something. Oh, I okay. That rings a bell, but I couldn't. Dan B dropping a little four was... D chess joke in the uh, group. Yeah, chat today. I I that sounds right, but I couldn't tell you that that was any. <laughs> I couldn't confirm or deny that. Dad, you're way over my head. Good job. <laughs> um, I did want to call out, too. It is, it is kind of neat that he's labeled as a playmaker. Um, yeah. And uh, we got the shot locations from uh, the Flint Firebirds for uh, Lombardi's play. So you guys who are not watching out of YouTube, you're missing this sweet chart. Um, I just, this is just burning hot magma in front of the net. And this guy's making these plays because he's, Dips a doodling, if I may. Dipsy doodling uh, around may the not, ice. But we'll allow it this one time. <laughs> um, I think uh, I think too we have uh, we have a nice little replay to go over to to kind of prove uh, back up my point here on uh, on Lombardi. So we'll we'll pull up um, Flint Firebirds versus Saginaw. Let's let's take a look. Yeah, you guys are totally missing this if you're. Uh, Make sure Not you got it muted, YouTube, man. Don't get us pulled from Spotify again. Do you think that they... <laughs> Do you think that uh, 
they might have a guy. They might have a they might have a volunteer out there. You never know. So yeah, this is this is where the beauty of like this playmaking comes in because we're we're gonna see Lombardi. Oh my god! All right, this replay blows. Uh, we're gonna is that see a Lombardi replay or a, or a gif. <laughs> yeah, let's just. Let's Thanks just for play. sharing the gif, Matt. Yeah, no this problem. Really good. Hope everybody's having fun. All right, play. Look at that! Isn't that great? It's um, hey. shot at uh, four frames per second. Did you guys catch that? Wow. But yeah, this this is what I'm talking about when you're talking about the smart playmaker, but he's got 45 goals and uh, his shot chart is just this big ball of magma in front of the net. <laughs> this guy is able to take the puck and again, dipsy doodle, if I may, uh, right to the net. Now, this is in the OHL. This is not, of course, against uh, elite level defenders, but still. Uh, we like a guy that can uh, dangle like that. We like a guy that has that instinct for the net. And this is where, like, I haven't watched this guy, right? I haven't watched every game this guy's played. I've seen replays all season. Great. Who cares? But we have expert opinions labeling him as smart. I'm just saying. I think that goes a long way. I'd, I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see this coach's poll. I'd like to see the uh, the form and the options. Um, and while you're researching what you're researching, I was just going to say to Danby, I am I apologize on my half and my brother's behalf for not thinking about the song Rock Me Amadeus. Um, I just rewatched um, Adventureland. Uh, I believe it was on uh, Paramount Plus. And uh, probably like every 10 minutes or so, it's like when you have that hourly dead end job and they keep playing the same music over and over. Rock Me Amadeus kept playing over and over and driving all the characters nuts. So yes, I, I I apologize for not hitting that Falco reference, but you should watch Adventureland if you get some time this weekend. And Craig, so, good to see you, bud. Coming in coming in a little late. Still happy to see you. I'm trying to find like yes. who won last year, kind of stuff. Um, most improved player, smartest player. Well, Shane Wright's on there. Brant Clark. We we recognize those names. Wyatt Johnson. Um, this isn't as fun. I think I need to go back further so we can actually see if an NHL player has... <laughs> I mean, a significant NHL. Jeez. Um, I don't know. Does anybody want to listen to me do this research live? Mike, do you have anything you wanted to talk about today? Uh... Matt, I think uh, we just had a couple more slides. I don't know how you you screw. <laughs> um, slide number ten is one we actually we have to hit today because it, it makes me laugh. Uh, but did you want to hit on Bianca Batuka before we? Uh... Yeah, Jeremy is also aboard. Uh, he's on his uh, tryout, so we know he had a great uh, training. I'm sorry. He had a fun training camp because we were all enjoying his name. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 something where I think you do earn this tryout. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I I saw I saw some hyperbole, some very positive hyperbole being thrown about. <laughs> Jeremy's having a tryout. Jeremy Biakabatuka, Tim Biakabatuka's son from University of Michigan. He's the next uh, Pavel Bure. What uh, what kind of hyperbole are we talking here, man? Well. Yeah, just, you know, the He's sorts got the of perfect game for NHL we, 94. 
definitely uh, some people going like, hey, I remember seeing his name at training camp. He was amazing. <laughs> Just the slow turn to the camera. He was amazing. Let's, you know, let's pump the brakes a little bit here. Um, elite prospects. Biakmatuka loves to join the rush. It's something he could continue doing. Um Due to his superior skating, he has a clear defensive pride, consistently judging the best defensive angles. He's engaged, keeps his head turning, and is always in an athletic position. Oh, has the wingspan, <laughs> wingspan, not wingspan. Oh, it does say wingspan. All right, Mike, not the wingspan, the wing spam. So, uh, of course, uh, he's been emailing Steve Eiserman constantly to get onto the Grand Rapids Griffins roster. Is he's been spamming the wings email. Ha ha, you didn't react. Is that funny? Nope. That wasn't funny. Nope. That's why. Sorry. All right. Um, so yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Sounds like you could you could tell me that somebody just copy pasted Biakabatuka's name onto like a generic elite prospects um <laughs> review of any player. Uh so yeah, I, I love it. I really hope Yakabatuka becomes a Red Wing because I will be the first one to buy that jersey. Also, see, I... see see you, Chewy. See you, bud. He's coming oh. back oh. Um later, Chewy. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, I mean uh the tryout's exciting. I don't know if there's much more to add to it, Matt. Um and I, I don't know if this was just a stale slide or not, but we had uh was it really something for Edmondson? Yeah. Uh, just uh, sort of wrapping up his season. Um, not bad. I enjoyed it. We already said, like, for sure, he's on the team next season. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to show off uh, evolving hockey. Kind of, we could pull up his chart. Spectacles four per sixty. Uh, top half of the league. Everything else not so great. But this is also a guy who had to drag Sharada on the ice. So, I, and all in all, this is a huge victory, I think, for Edmondson. Uh, and what we could look at from uh, his evolving hockey wrap-up chart. Um, do you think, but yeah, uh, I, I kind of think those numbers are going to go up uh, when he's playing next to Severson, or how does that work? Yeah. All right, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, isn't that why I said I wanted to? I was trying to think what was the number, but wasn't it? Didn't I say I'd be fine spending six or seven? Less less than seven, but I'm okay in the middle sixes to bring him over. Do we? Do I still have that slide? Is that why you brought him up? Yeah, there he is. That's my boy. Oh, there he is. Oh, there's there my right go. side defenseman. <laughs> uh, yeah, also, totally Joe Diamond, money whose there. name I have not yet said today, which not I don't have a good reason. He had a lot of good points today. I'm um, just dropping a few of the. Um, he's trying to look, research some of the smartest players, and so it was Marco Rossi, Cole Perfetti, uh, and to be continued. Yep. But, uh, no, it's uh, thanks, Joe, because he he kind of put out there too that he was looking for the previous winners. But that's that's how you could judge and see if that's worthwhile to track. Uh, Carter Mazur, six games, six points so far. I mean, like next week. Here's the thing: I want to call these this these things out because, um, I mean, I guess Edmondson will grade next week. Next week is the player grades by Little Caesars Pizza items. Of course, it'll be the third time we do that. Our, the third our annual, annual grade. Yeah. Yes. Of uh, Red Wings players, uh, so just Carter in time too because uh, Pretzel Pizza is back, man. Oh, I like. Here we go, Joe. Jason Robertson, he's a killer. Drop of a hat. Second in 2017, 2018, won the he's smartest player in the OHL. 
playful as a pussycat. That's Love right. It. Okay, so yeah, I just wanted to call out Mazer uh, playing his nuts off in the AHL, doing a great job. Um, you know, I just, I bet he's a bad interview. Like, I wouldn't, it's probably terrible. Probably a really good whistler, though. <laughs> All right, so yeah, this is this is our opportunity to call out Carter and, of course, uh, call out. We'll see you guys next week with our little season. I hope you all will enjoy some Little Caesars pizza with us. I want uh, I want you guys to get creative with your orders and uh, send us some pics. Send us some hot pics of your steaming, gooey pizza. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to make Matt really spam up the... Uh... The tweets, because I want everybody to be having a little bit of Little Caesars while we're having our Little Caesars game. It's like my favorite, second favorite show after we piss and moan over uh, our draft positioning show. It's right up there, though. So, yeah, what what is this? Um, the 19th will be Little Caesars. Uh, so then the 26th and the 3rd, we will start our draft coverage. And then we will be live on May 8th, which uh, is a Monday for all y'all. To watch, um, to watch us win the draft lottery and uh, <laughs> just Woo! celebrate Connor Bedard becoming a Detroit. Would we ever? Where are we going to flirt with the? Are we going to? Are we going to be the assholes that come out with the podcast? Like, should the Red Wings take Fantilli at number one? Like, I'm not going to do any draft should coverage we, after we, we win. Trade it for a, a right hand shot, D man. <laughs> Do we make a just, win now move? I'm I'm making it official right now. I I will talk about is a hot dog a sandwich before we do any sort of bullshit that I know the other every other writer every other podcaster will be like oh what about Will Smith oh he's doing pretty good no if we win whoever wins the draft lottery this year they have one episode to do for the rest of the summer about the draft and it's I can't wait for the draft. And then they never have to speak about it until the season starts and they get to watch Connor Bedard. You know what? You're all done? It's going to be We the Ones. going to throw those ones up, Roman Reigns style. Oh, my God. We're going to be the champs. All right. We, we're right. And then we up. can acknowledge Connor Bedard. I can't yeah. wait. Woo! <laughs> Dork. All right. Thanks for coming aboard, everybody. We'll see you guys next week with our pizza pizza. Thanks, Joe Diamond. Thanks, Jared Shaw, for the corn cup pizza. Corn cup pizza? It's on corn cup TV. See you guys. Yeah, bodies falling out of boxes, but it's okay because they ain't got no souls. <laughs>